Welcome back to The Voice of Hope. This is part two of Krista Joy's interview when she was on The Voice of Hope, uh, the Facebook live show. Krista was sharing um, her journey of following her dreams. So enjoy the interview. And then also on DisneyWays.com. Uh, Krista, she will do uh, movie reviews, and she posts all those on there. That's really cool. I noticed she just did the Aladdin. Uh, The H2O glow with the Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, She just did a review there. You want to tell them a little bit about the DisneyWays.com and all her uh, connections for social media are also posted on there and all of her works along with everything that she does promotional-wise, too. Yeah, thank you. There's a lot that I do, and so I, I gathered it all in one place. If you go to DisneyWays.com slash connect, um, you can follow all of my accounts on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. But, um, yes, I, I I don't make any money doing my Disney blog. Disney doesn't pay me anything for that. But um, for my hard work the last several years, I have managed to get on some lists some media lists and one thing that happens is I do get invited to media previews for f- different films and so the latest one that I got to go see was the Aladdin live action movie and I wrote up a review on that so which spoiler alert it's great if um if you haven't had a chance to go check it out I highly recommend it or wait till it comes on DVD if you're not feeling well enough to go out to the theater because it is beautiful it is just a feast for the eyes and I hope that you'll go and read my review, which took me several hours to write, because I'm a little out of practice with the writing. Um, but I think the review came out great. And I think um, my whole goal with DisneyWays.com is to kind of offer it a different perspective. Um, there's a lot of Disney bloggers that move to Orlando, move to Florida just to be closer to the parks. And I'm just blessed and lucky enough that I happen to be born here. So I don't know what it's like to be you know, way across the country from Disney World. And so I like to share, you know, a different perspective, kind of give you my view of how things go. So that's kind of what I did with the review. It's really funny. You'll see I wrote about Aladdin's hair and a couple other, like, things. And probably nobody <laughs> – you didn't read it? Okay. <laughs> and probably nobody else read about. So I try to offer something a little different um, than everybody else does um, with that. So – so, yeah, the movie reviews, and you and I got to do some restaurant reviews together. Those are always fun. So, yeah, and then we did the, H- the uh, Typhoon Lagoon is having something right now just for the summertime where there's certain nights of summer, not every night, but you can get a really uh, discounted ticket. I want to say it's like, I don't know, $40, $50 to get in instead of the usual price. And you can go enjoy the water park after dark which was awesome to me because I don't like water parks. I, you know, I'm not in shape. I don't really want to be out in the sun. I'm really, really fair, as you can see. So going to a water park isn't really my thing, but this sounded great to go after dark under the veil of darkness where nobody's really going to see me. And it's not going to be a thousand degrees. And I can have my girlfriend with me, Marielle. So she came along and uh, it was wonderful. So if you haven't done a Disney water park, this is a great way to uh, to give it a try and take your family and um, do something different. Once again, there's there's so many parts of Disney. It's just there's so much to enjoy, so much to do. You'll never run out of things, and and it's not all 
with a ticket. You don't always need a ticket. So if you're, you know, give me a call if you're in town, whatever. Again, that's my favorite thing is showing people around, showing everybody the secrets and the insider things that, you know, aren't blatantly obvious unless you live here. And then you uh, kind of pick up on these things that you can go do. And they're, they're just, they can be just as magical as paying, you know, top dollar to get into the theme park. Uh, Disney magic is, is all through the property, all through the property. It's not just um, on Cinderella's castle. <laughs> it's, it's everywhere. So I hope that if you're in town, if you ever think about coming to Disney World, that you'll look me up and, uh, you know, because I would love to show you around. I feel like it's my second home there. <laughs> yes, you definitely. Disney tale of the tape. They said Krista Joy is talented and awesome. That's right. Oh, that's Dan. Dan, you're so precious. Thank you so much. Dan has um, two books, Disney tale of the tape. This again, talk about following your dreams. Okay. I'm the lady that loves Elvis and Disney. Dan is the guy that loves boxing and Disney. Oh, just imagine. So Dan uh, basically, in his first and second book, what he did, he put different attractions head to head. Okay, so he wrote to some of his favorite writers. And I don't know how in the world I got on the list. Jerry probably told me you to look me up or something. I don't know. But he looked me up and he had me um, compare two attractions. And basically, I wrote out the, the good points of this one, the good points of that one, and then the downfalls of this one, the downfalls of that one. And then at the end, you kind of say which one you think wins. So one of my dreams was always to be a published author in print. And Dan was the one, the first one that made that dream come true for me. So I'm in both of Dan's books. as a, So I call myself a published author now uh, because Dan oh. gave me that chance. Yeah, I've got his second book still sitting here on my desk. I'm waiting for just the right moment to do the showing and uh, read the chapter that I wrote on Facebook Live. So stay tuned for that. It's coming. I just, uh, I'm waiting for the right times. I haven't forgotten you, Dan, if you're still listening. Um, thank you so much for being one of those people in my life that uh, you made my one of my dreams come true. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> oh, that's honest. There's one thing I wanted to mention. When uh, me and Krista first started going, and she would take me to these different places, um, I wasn't like, you know, a big Disney uh, person. And But the more she took me, the more I started to see the magic of it and just the different things that she's talking about. Because I always thought like she was talking about you had to wait in these long lines and stuff like that. And with my health, I thought, oh, that would tire me out. I'd be so hot and I didn't know the thing about going into the resorts and not having to pay to go in just to go to a resort. You can do the things, certain things. She has all the tips that <laughs> yeah. you need to know, need to know. And also, too, talking about movies, Krista had kept mentioning, I would highly recommend anyone, whether you're a Disney fan or not, to watch this movie. And it's called Walt Before Mickey. Oh, she yes. had told me many times, you need to watch Walt Before Mickey. And one day, the lady that I was uh, going to start to sing with and go to retirement communities, um, I said, have you ever heard of Walt Before Mickey? And she lives in the land. She's like, oh, yeah, they shut my whole street down. They That's where they taped half of it. And they did one of the cuts in the Athens Theater. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, most of that was here in Florida. 
So I watched this movie. I've watched it at least three or four times. Every time I get it out, Caleb's like, again? <laughs> but it, it's a great movie. It really yeah. is a great movie. Because it talked about, you know, Walt did not give up. And just like following your dreams we're talking about tonight, they're hard. And sometimes you want to give up. He went bankrupt, you know, a lot of times. I don't know how many times he went bankrupt. It was, it was a few. And just, and we're talking destitute we're talking i mean there's a scene where you know it's they make it real evident how hard times were for walt it's he struggled he struggled a lot he just got up more times than he was knocked down for sure it, it was amazing once i watched the movie and and he was a little boy uh he would draw on barns and they would mm -hmm. tell him stop stop walt you know stop doing that and uh you know it was always inside him and I think every one of us, we have, there's gifts that's been inside of us since we were young. Yeah. And sometimes it's finding that gift. Mm -hmm. And like for me, I always knew I was a natural encourager because I love to encourage people. I love to see people happy. It just comes easy for me. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to figure a way, a, a platform, a way I could do it to do it to where I could reach more people, which I finally figured that out. And I think uh, a lot of times, people, your gifts get suppressed by life, and, you know, we have, Doubt and have fear. children, and, you know, you may be sick, and sometimes it just takes just that one little person coming in your life, like Krista came into mine, and it's just like, I call it hope hits your soul again, and mm. you know you start realizing maybe this could happen. But when I was yeah. watching that movie, what really caught my eye too is uh, I noticed that when he died, and I didn't realize this, he died before they built Disney World here in Florida. Yes, yeah. it was there's not even built. There's a beautiful story, Andrea about Walt and talk about being a visionary but he was literally laying in his hospital bed dying with his brother by his side and Walt was laying on his back looking up at the ceiling and literally drawing a map and explaining to his brother this is where I want Tomorrowland and and in Disney World we're gonna have you know Liberty Square and, you know, just if you can just imagine on his deathbed, he was literally just kind of showing his brother where he wanted everything to be and still talking about it, mapping it. Yeah. It was just so clear in his mind. And um, so Roy was able to carry out what Walt wanted to the best of his ability. Um, but Walt never walked the grounds of our Disney World the way we know it in Orlando. Um, other than mapping out the property, of course, and where it was going to be. Um, so it, you got to go to Disneyland if you're a Walt fan, because that is where Walt actually um, spent his days and nights and, and walked and people asked him for his autograph and things like that. Where Walt Disney World was his vision and his mind and his dream that uh, came to life. But yeah, he's so inspiring to me. He's an inspiring figure because... Um, of how clear he would be on his vision with things all the way up to the, to the very, very end. That's amazing, because I know when uh, you had took me to see the movie uh, Floyd Norman was in, 
uh, and he talked about, he actually worked with Walt and was telling some of those stories, and it was just so amazing. I wasn't expecting Floyd Norman to be there that day. We were watching the review, and then I didn't know it was a private screening, and that was just so just, uh, it was experience. I'm glad you took me to because it, Oh, it, he was awesome. It was because you remember I was taking pictures and when we left, you said, I think I scared him a little bit. I was so excited. Oh, I was so excited to meet Floyd Norman. Are you kidding me? He's one of Walt's guys. He was one of the animators. He was hired by Walt. And um, just what a sweet, inspiring, quiet, humble man and his wife. Just, just. She was like the showbiz side of the, the marriage. She was adorable. And that was, yeah, that was a magical night. And so that's, that's the thing. I mean, sometimes like I, the things I pursue, the dreams that I pursue don't pay me in money <laughs> necessarily, but there have been doors open to me and Andrea talk and I talk about paychecks of the heart, paychecks of the heart, because yeah. I've gotten to do and see and be places that I never would have dreamed of in a million years. And I know it's a direct result of all the hard work that I've done and the, um, just, just follow your dreams and, and do the work, even when you don't feel like it, because you just never know what's going to happen or who you're going to bless with that. That's true, because I, I know a lot of times, you know, a lot of these things, you know, we would go do and we, we would be hunting for coins just to toll the toll roads, yeah. you know, and get through <laughs> them and all that. But we had such great times and it wasn't about the money. You know, yeah. it was about enjoying the journey and it just, it was really fun times and that well, before Mickey, uh, as we were scrolling through the end of the credits, Caleb seen your name in there. And I was oh like, what? You did some media <laughs> for them, right? For the movie? Yeah, so I did a ton of promotion for them. The producer got in touch with us, um, and we had him on our Disney podcast. And then we had, um, uh, I think we also had... Armando, who I think he had a small part in the play. We had him on the, the podcast as well. Um, and then the amazing thing was they debuted the film in, Bra I think it was Bradenton, Florida, in a little theater, and they had a red carpet event. And that's another one. I mean, Peter and I got invited just because, you know, I had been in touch with the producers and a lot of people that made the movie happen. And that was a magical night. That was the night I met Don Lampkin. Oh. Who played? Who played? You know, Walt's father, who plays Elias yeah. Disney in the film, and getting to know that man, and finding out that he's a Neil Diamond tribute artist in my world oh. of Elvis tribute artists. It was just so crazy, like the things, the things that happen, and the people you meet, and the paths that cross. And like last week, Don called Peter, and they're talking about some kind of business or doing something together. I haven't even gotten oh, the whole God. the whole scoop on it. But yeah, I mean, what a blessing, uh, it's, you know, the friendships and things that uh, have come from Walt before Mickey. Thank you for bringing that up. I, I forgot about all that. I've got the autograph posters hanging all over my house. And, um, but it's oh, a great cool. movie. People need to, need to see it. It's really, uh, it really, really spoke to us, really. It's a great thing. It really, it really was a, a good movie. I've watched it quite a few times. And, uh, before we end tonight, too, I was wanting to mention that uh, you also have, I don't know if you have it on Disney Ways, you have a new Blue Suede uh, Mouseketeers. You have a new group, right? 
you yes, know, I, I started a new Facebook because I don't have enough Facebook pages. I started yeah. another Facebook page, public Facebook page. And I want to say, hey, Sharon is just saying that she feels uplifted and encouraged um, and that it's it must be the joyous excitement about dreams. Thank you, Sharon. Well, it made it all worthwhile. If we made you happy tonight, um, thank you for watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Blue Suede Mouseketeers, be just, just because of my dual personality and how much I loved Elvis my whole life and how much I loved just Walt Disney and Disney's parks and his movies all my life, I sometimes the, the paths cross, my worlds collide, and I get super excited about that. I don't, I don't know why, but I just, that's just like, it makes my day when I see, El, you know, Elvis and Disney collide. So I started a Facebook page pretty much just for myself, just so I could keep track of the times that the two things collide. And uh, it's been really fun. It's a fun little Facebook page. So I don't know if there's Apparently, there's about 200 or so people like me that like both Elvis and Disney because we've got about that many likes on the page without, you know, I barely talk about it or anything else. Um, so that's why I started that, just to kind of keep track of when my worlds collide. Because you'd be surprised. They collide more than you would ever think in a million years. So <laughs> Yeah, and it's really cool, too, last week. Also, I was wanting to talk about, too, uh, before I forget, Every Tuesday night at around 7.30, she has the show called TCB Radio. It's a great show. It's all about Elvis. And last week, talking about uh, worlds that collide, uh, she was talking about, she showed a, a one-minute video, I think, of where they had some pieces of Disney on murals. Where was that at? So at the Orpheum Theater, which is a historical theater, I it might be on Beale Street. I know it's in Memphis. It's in Memphis, Tennessee, which, of course, is where Graceland is, Elvis's home. The Orpheum Theater, um, they have started tra tradition that whenever shows would come through, they would all sign this particular door backstage. Like, all the cast members would sign this door. That would be the big thing. Well, it's grown into them doing, like, murals. So when the show you know, the Broadway or off-Broadway show Mary Poppins came through, the cast of Mary Poppins went backstage, somebody painted a mural, and they all signed it. Well, they've gotten on this kick of adding an Elvis touch. Because it's Memphis, because it's the Orpheum Theater, every show that comes through, when they draw their little mural, they put an Elvis, kind of like a hidden Elvis kick to their mural. So it's really cool. I found this article. Um, the one mural, like Mary Poppins is an example. She's got like bling on her umbrella, like a jumpsuit. And then she's wearing the Elvis glasses. I mean, it's definitely Mary Poppins that they all sign it. And that's there with Lion King. Of course, they put King Simba in all his glory. He's wearing a jumpsuit with a high collar on it, which is hysterical. Um, Newsies, which is, of course, a Disney production about the kids that would sell the papers on the streets back in the, the I guess, the Depression. Um, Newsies has a blue suede shoe in the middle of their mural that they drew backstage. So, yeah, it just kind of made my, my day that, you know, all the Disney shows that came through added a little bit of an Elvis touch to their mural. And it's all backstage at the Orpheum Theater, and you can't see this stuff. It's not open to the public unless you book a tour, which if I get back to Memphis <laughs> someday... Um, I got to do that tour because you, you just pay a little bit, bit of money and then you can go backstage. Um, so if anybody from the Orpheum, Orpheum Theater is listening, give us a call. We want to come do a media tour and go backstage and get pictures of all the places where Elvis and, and Disney collide. So that's what that was about.
I thought that was really cool. Oh, I want to say hello to my mama. My mama's joining. Mama, this is Hi, mom. Hi. Uh, I talk about sometimes. I think when I was up there visiting you, I was showing you the pictures of the shows. She manages Peter Alden. And uh, I'm interviewing her tonight. So, uh, also, too, I just wanted to let everybody know, um, she talks about every week, she tells... Elvis in history on Tuesday night. She tells mm -hmm. what goes on on that day in history. It's all about Elvis. It's a really good show. I Thank love you. the new intro. I love the new intro. You guys. Thank you. About. Yeah, that was Peter Oldham. You put that together. He's amazing. He's a whiz with the audio. I tell you what. But yeah, we've just had so much fun with our Elvis talk show. It's again. That was Jerry too. Jerry was like, you really need to do an Elvis podcast. You know stuff about Elvis. You get excited about Elvis. You live with a guy that looks like Elvis. <laughs> you really need to do an Elvis show. And I looked and nobody else had one. There's ones out there in Italian and, and Brazil. And, you know, they're in foreign languages. So you can't understand what they're saying. They're Elvis talk shows. I'm like, nobody's done this in America. So let's do it. You know, so we started our Elvis talk show. And wow, the Elvis fans have found us. They have come out of the woodwork. Um, we do a Facebook Live every Tuesday where we share Elvis news and this day in Elvis history. And, Andrew, you're so faithful. You always tune in and watch. And I really, really appreciate that. I love seeing people, familiar faces um, that I know. That means a lot to me. But, um, like, last week we had somebody from New Zealand tune in. We had somebody from Tasmania tune in. And um, it's just been a blast just sharing, you know, our whole motto is um, – sharing the memory oh my goodness it just left my brain the the celebrating the life and memory of elvis presley with a mission to share his legacy with the world it's usually right in front of me and i read it oh <laughs> but that's <laughs> that's our it's mission thank you so much we're really really proud of it and we've got um some fantastic interviews we've had some fantastic interviews with people that knew elvis knew his heart and soul and spent time with him and then you know we've got more coming up that we haven't even published yet but it's so cool andrea almost everybody there's a thread that i've noticed an underlying thread with all of these guests they all just want people to know that you know, beyond the legend, beyond the rock star, the icon, that he was a real man inside, yeah. that he had feelings and emotions, and he was spiritual, and he was generous and kind. We've had two, maybe more, of his ex-girlfriends on. Oh, that's His ex-girlfriends never say anything bad about him. You know, how many rock stars can... Can, can say that, you know, they, they, the ex-girlfriends want to talk to the Inquirer and talk trash. Well, to this day, 40-something years after he's gone, they're still saying what a beautiful, fantastic, wonderful, loving man he was. I think that has a lot to do with why his legacy endures. You know, God saw his heart, and, um, and people saw his heart, and that's why we're still talking about him to this day. He really made an impact on the world, and he still is. It is. It's a great show. I, I recommend you guys checking it out. I know you'll love it. Very entertaining. She always has really good guests coming up. I know the one that she's going to be having coming up. Uh, that's, I'm looking forward to that. She played a little bit of that last week. The, the so, probably Mindy Miller. Um, she was uh, Elvis's girlfriend in 1975. And she, again, 
Okay, here's her picture right here. I don't know if you can see. That's, that's Mindy right there. And um, Mindy's, Mindy's the reason I met Sharon. Sharon's watching the show tonight. But Mindy's actually um, become a very good friend of ours. And here we are. We're like besties with one of Elvis's girlfriends. It's just, it's unbelievable to me. But she's she's a person that, that got to know Elvis, got to know his spiritual side better than almost, probably anybody in the planet that's, that's still alive. So we've had her on the show a few times. And this episode that's coming up, she really, really gets... Uh, to go into his spiritual side and his beliefs and the way he was just ravenous with the reading, with the spiritual books and just wanted to absorb and learn everything he could about faith and about all kinds of religions and meditation and praying, you know, but of course, you know, then you talk to his childhood girlfriend, well, not childhood, but his prom date, Dixie Locke, who grew up with him in this very, very strict Southern Baptist church so his roots are with Jesus. His roots are with, you know, um, the faith system and the belief system, um, you know, of Jesus. And just so, so strict in their upbringing, you know, to go from that to where he was, you know, closer to the time that he died, just kind of, he ran the gamut of spirituality and um, losing his, I think losing his baby brother at birth, like he was a twin. A lot of people don't know that Elvis was a twin, um, his baby brother was stillborn, um, Elvis, you know, his mom always kind of felt that Elvis absorbed the spirit of both somehow, and maybe that's part of why he made this huge impact on the world, but it's fascinating, it's just fascinating, it's just like with Disney, there's always something new to learn and explore, and when you're a fan of something, you never get tired of it, and you want to share it with everybody, I mean, that's, there's just nothing better. That's living the dream. That's the world we're in right now. You can, you're going to find somebody that, that loves the things you love because of the Internet and reach out to them. My friend Terry, who's all the way in the U.K., and, you know, Terry and I talk all the time. We're always, we've never met in person. We may never meet in person, but, you know, just those friends that understand, they get your heart because they're, they're into the same things you are, and that's, that's the possibility that's out there. And with Andrea, I mean, who knew? We knew you were going to have a platform, but here you are, this global online platform. You know, it's it's really exciting. It's it's here for anybody, anybody that um, that wants to take advantage of it. So it's a wonderful thing. Well, thank you, and thank you for coming on tonight and sharing your time. I know you're busy, and I was just so excited. This month will be one year since I started the Voice Hope, and I thought, oh, I'd love to have Krista on this month. And Aww. it finally worked out. And before we end tonight, uh, I asked Krista earlier. Uh, she used to have a show every Tuesday night about Disney. And she would give requests. She'd say, okay, everybody, put in the comments, put your requests in of a song <laughs> you want uh, for us to play. You want me to sing? And she would sing it. And... Uh, Oh, I promise you, when she sings it, she sounds like one of the Disney princesses. Like she's one of the, one <laughs> oh, of the that's my dream. I just want to be a princess. On, she does. She <laughs> sounds like she would be in one of these films singing these songs. And uh, that one night, is it part of your world? Is that the one you're going to? Yeah. She, I had requested uh, the song from The Little Mermaid, Part of Your World. And uh, I love that song because... Uh, during that time, I really didn't feel like, you know, I was part of the world. I felt so isolated because 
I had uh, limitations with my health and stuff like that. And uh, so I could so relate to that song because all the Little Mermaid wanted is legs. She wanted to be part of the world, you know. And so Krista sang that song that night. And uh, she's going to sing that for us tonight. So she's going to give us a treat. So thank you for doing that. And thank Oh, it's you my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, Peter re recorded me singing the song with the music. So this is the world debut of um, oh, yeah. <laughs> our little version of part, of part of Your World, which I never in a million years would have done if you hadn't asked me to, Andrea. So thank you for that. Thanks. I was hoping there'd be a way I could turn the camera out so that everybody could see my screen. I guess I'll just have to physically turn the camera around. And uh, you should be able to hear the audio, though. I'll go ahead and start it, and then I'll flip the camera around. Thank you, Andrea, so much for having me. And thank you to all your listeners who are patient through my rambling. I'm not used to talking about myself, and I could go on and on. So thank you. Oh, thank you I for being so patient and, and having me on. I really, really appreciate Thank it. It was fun. Thank you so open and sharing your love. Oh, it's my pleasure. Okay, so here we go. And this is Krista Joy singing Part of Your World. Thank you. 
Thank you so much, Krista, for sharing that beautiful song. And all of you out there, as I always end my show, if no one has told you today, you are so loved. And, you know, as you listen to Krista tell her story of following her dreams, as you can see, she's had some tough times, but she's never given up. And no matter how tough life may get sometimes, if you have a dream inside you that you just can't live without doing, or there's something that just makes you sparkle when you talk about it, just go for it. That's something that you're meant to be doing. So never give up on following your, following your dreams. Krista is living proof that they can come true. And she helped me do the voice of hope and bring it to its fruitation. And that's how I'm speaking to you today because I never gave up on my dreams. So thank you, Krista, for being a guest. And those of you out there, just remember, whoever you're around, wherever you may be, you don't know who's watching. So get out there today and spread some hope. Until next time, bye-bye. Much love to you all.